Oh, Doris, why you got to be mean? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Rabble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. His name is still Jim Campbell. Hello. And he's still Luke Moore. All right. Let's get on with it. Everybody, welcome to the preview show. Oh my goodness, the footballs are close, Jim. Mm. It's getting nearly to fever pitch. Can you taste them? Can you taste the football? Can you taste the footballs? Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Ooh, naughty. Shall we begin with a relegation one? Yeah. It's Crystal Palace at home to Middlesbrough. It's a very important one down there at the bottom mm. of that Premier League table. They love an important relegation match at home, don't they, Palace? <laughs> they, that's where they thrive <laughs> of late. I mean, I'm actually quite pleased this game isn't on television. Yeah, because it's getting to the point now in the Premier League where games at that end of the table are they start to resemble sort of set piece battle scenes yeah. from, from Game of Thrones. It's just muck and bullets everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it always pe- becomes like like NFL. People just- come away from those games thinking, "What have I just seen?" <laughs> yeah, but sometimes that can be quite entertaining, can it not? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, true. But it's not going to be on for the purists. I mean, but, but maybe not this one because Middlesbrough tend not to um, supply the viewer with goals. True, no. and not the Crystal Palace lately. I mean, the Crystal Palace, lately the, 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 the talk of um, Crystal Palace's problems was to do with the fact they conceded too many. They didn't have any problems scoring goals, but they've actually only scored five in their last ten in the league. Mm. Um, so that they've stopped scoring as well. So we're not on, on paper, and mm. as we've seen by doing this show over over many years, um, the game isn't played on paper, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much. We had that question at the start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks to be like it's going to be a low scoring one. Mm. Which, you know, that's just how it is sometimes, you guys. Just just, <laughs> just get on with it. It's just what the, the math says of it, yeah. Are it? we going to have a lot of fouls? Probably. Are we yeah. going to have a lot of fun? To get behind that? Probably not. <laughs> to get behind that. Borough don't concede many away from home, do they? So, they don't um, concede many, to be fair. To all, this is also up for it to be like 5 all or something, yeah. just because mm. we've said this, but um, and that keeps happening. A, bit, but, a, a big blow for Palace would be the fact that Scott Dan is struggling for fitness. He, he had a hamstring injury, which he's struggling to, 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 to shake off. I think he's probably been their best defender, which I concede isn't saying an awful lot this season, mm. but he's still an important player for them. Yeah, well, and Chris Samba is not training with them anymore. He didn't get the deal he oh, wanted. No, he was saying, well, no, he was training with them. We talked about this, didn't we? About that, yeah. I must have forgotten it. It's, <laughs> very forgettable information. Yeah, to be it very really clear. is. Do you know what it was? I just genuinely wasn't interested. What? That's what it was. Why are you forgetting about people who are best years are behind them and they're training with uh, Allardyce's Crystal Palace? No, no. If anything, that should be what I live for. Yeah, that's what we. That's the sort of things what we started doing. That's what we show. signed up to. Well, yeah. he's gone to train with Blackburn. Okay, you know, makes sense. Under Tony Mowbray now, ex Middlesbrough. Yeah. Can Can the human mind imagine? Um, what what it would be like to replace Owen Coyle with Tony Mowbray? It's, it, I think it's not it's not the most underwhelming thing to happen in football history. I think it's up there in the top ten things to have happened that are underwhelming in the twenty first century. More generally, but that's so underwhelming. Do you even have a top ten? I know. I mean, top implies that it's in some way positive. No, that that the fact that I have that top ten is in the top ten. <laughs> would you not have a bottom ten, and then you would never reveal the top ten? No, that's being underwhelming. I, I it's think, not even in the bottom ten, is it? I think on this on this on this particular appointment, I think it's reasonable to suggest uh-huh. that there'll be foreign players at Blackburn who won't have even realised the mm. manager's changed because they won't necessarily pick up the nuances between the Middlesbrough accent and the Scottish accent. They won't even know this is happening. I think it'd be a bit harsh. No. 
Mowbray got out of the league before. They were thinking, I read in the paper that we changed got manager, in, but I can't really tell. <laughs> he did get back in. Yeah. That's the problem. A Middlesbrough uh, f- supporting friend of mine once touted Tony Mowbray's future England manager. Did he? There's still wow. time. There's still time. Yeah, well, let's hope not. That's, there's, there's genuinely hope there isn't still time for that. <laughs> oh. it's, uh, it's sort of like, like jury duty now, though, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of... Do you know what just happened then? It took me about a second, which is normally about half a second longer than all, to remember who the England manager was. <laughs> that's, that's what we got to think about. Do you, do well, think... that's the moment he has every morning. Yeah, he true, wakes up yeah. feeling great and then goes, what's going on? Am I... oh, oh, God. God. Yeah. You know when you get those, uh, I don't know, someone like a distant cousin of the Queen does something really strange and it's on like local news and yeah. someone says, well, of course, you know, if uh, if 131 people in front of them suddenly drop dead, they'd be the, the king of king, England yeah. or something. How, what, what would you think, Mowbray? <laughs> about that? For, for England yeah. manager? I, I could probably confidently... <laughs> I'm not going to do it now because there's not enough time, but I could probably confidently name 100 people I'd prefer than him. I'm not... It would never not, be that high. Not all in football. Not I'll all in football, what, by yeah. the way. I'd say so. And I bet Mowbray... I bet he's, we will we'll refer to the England manager position as the throne. Yeah. Um, I reckon Mowbray's only about 17th in line for the throne. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> oh, you know what, mate? Yeah, it's, you know, the, good, the only good thing about being England manager these days is you get to go to a lot of games for free. And the money. Yeah. Oh, the money, They yeah, still I mean, pay ridiculous amounts. And, and getting your face photoshopped into a vegetable and being ridiculed for um, <laughs> getting a group of players that frankly aren't up to it to oh. underachieve but for any- the rest of your natural life yes but anyway Mowbray is the new Blackburn manager we will come back very very quickly to Crystal Palace versus um, Middlesbrough he got the job but the man who probably is 131st in line for for the England throw Tim Sherwood didn't get the job no, no. He's, he's still not managing Swindon isn't yeah. he Oh, it's fantastic. Um, as of February the 9th, there was a fantastic, a really great article in the newspaper that I'm not going to name because I don't like them, but the article itself was good, um, saying that, and this is February the 9th, so um, a few weeks ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Tim Sherwood has been at Swindon for three months, he's won just 19% of games, fans are turning on him, and he's only taken questions during a publicity stunt for football manager, right? <laughs> The, the subheadings were Swindon Town unveiled Tim Sherwood as director of football November 10th. He was given control of transfers, tactics, and put in charge of team selection. Manager. Yeah. Essentially a manager. Yeah. Uh, three months later, the ex Tottenham boss has a win rate of just 19%. He's not attended a single pre or post match press conference, uh, and he was not at the county ground for his team's home derby to beat by it's Oxford. Not his job, is he? <laughs> right. It's not the manager. Right. Just to let you know, I said that was February 9th at the top of that, just to give you a quick update. Yep. They've played three games since then. Yep. Uh, they've not won any of them. Uh, so, if anything, it's worse. Yeah. Uh, and Luke Williams, the poor Old sausage, who's just not not up for it. He's not qualified at all to be a manager. Is the manager, um, uh, but Sherwood is essentially doing all the things that presumably are good about being a manager, with mm. none of the responsibility, yeah, none of the uh, none of the um, you know, the, the, nothing to answer to as well. well. Shall we go back to Palace versus Middlesbrough? Well, one more thing before before we do. Um, he has made Tim Tactics. Tim has made a contribution to the cause um, oh. as far as he uh, has been charged with using abusive and/or insulting words and behaviour towards a match official uh-huh. uh, in a game that he did deign to turn up with uh, for uh, against Berry. They lost that. Did the match uh, official say describe your own performance? <laughs> yeah. That's abusive. Um, just so you, I mean, Swindon fans won't thank me for this, but for those of you who aren't necessarily abreast of Swindon's uh, performances of late, twenty uh, second in League One. So yeah, please go ahead to Crystal Palace now. I'm, I'm done. Bring back the Canio. I'm sated. Who would have thought that? Mm. Um, I'm not endorsing that. Indeed, yeah, uh, but Palace and Middlesbrough do have proper managers, though, in the form of Allardyce and uh, Karanka. Karanka said um, the other day that he didn't want to put too much pressure on his players. So obviously, Middlesbrough are down near the drop zone. I mean. 
with the emergence of Hull, obviously Swansea look like they're going to be fine now under Clement. Um, Borough have got to be very careful. <laughs> have got to be very careful, Jim, because they do. Um, if they lose this game, they're, they're not really scoring that much at all. Um, it's now getting towards the end of February. It's the time to really to strike. dig in and start putting those results in. Yeah, I mean, exactly. this is a really important one. Like the, the goals thing is obviously a problem, as it would be for anybody. But um, I just the way Palace capitulated against um, against Sunderland, you, Middlesbrough are going to be looking at that. And um, Gadira he used to he used to play for Palace, I think. So I said over, so I said recently. Um, on, on, a, on a local website in, uh, in Middlesbrough, which I found on the internet. He was oh. talking about the, the, the nerves of the home crowd and mm-hmm. how sometimes, you know, because things haven't been going particularly well, um, you can sort of target that and, and attack early, try and get an early goal. You see what happened against Sunderland, their heads went, and then and they slumped. So obviously they're thinking about that. And the website I found that on is so northern, it also has a, a section that's just called Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Palace situation is, is, is I mean, the, the Crystal Palace fans I know, and there are a couple, are completely... Um, it's just just so un- underwhelmed by what Adlas yeah. has done there. I think there was a great expectation that he's the man to, to do the business there. He hasn't done that. Um, this is a game they absolutely need to win, no question about it. Middlesbrough don't score goals. Palace have stopped scoring, as we've already mentioned. They're at home. They haven't. I mean, the only game they've won in living memory was against uh, Bournemouth. That sort of odd result against Bournemouth. Mm. But Bournemouth just didn't turn up at all. Uh, and they've got some tough games coming up, Palace, as well. I mean, they... They go to Chelsea for, you know, in, in April. They've got a big April, actually. They play Arsenal and Liverpool as well and that. So this is a, a no-brainer. And, and if you fancy Crystal Palace, they're 21 to 20 with Bet365 to win this game. Uh, £10 will return you £20.50, including your stake. Yeah, when you look at that April, they need to get some points on the board big before. Time. And, and April is... It's getting ever so closer. Big Blooming. time. Every day at a time, April gets closer. Yeah. Mm, that's then, always true, unless it's April. I was going to say, yeah. and, then it, and then it gets further away. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you just give us a bit more on that? Is it, <laughs> do you want to go into any more detail on that one, mate? We, we, we'll talk about a cal- the calendar another time. Okay. Um, but Everton are at home to Sunderland uh, mm. as well. Now, um, Sunderland, th- they've been slagged off for making redundancies after coming back from their little trip yeah. to New York. Well, not many people consider the whole backroom staff situation when teams get relegated. I mean, I think fans are possibly sometimes quite quick to laugh at a rival team getting relegated, but there's a lot of people, a lot of hard-working people who lose their jobs as mm. a result of that, and this mm. will be no different when Sunderland are inevitably relegated. At least they got a trip to New York out of it. Would it have not been harsher to sack them I before? don't think the staff went... No, uh, no, they weren't, given, no, they weren't no. given the nod, mate. But by the way, just oh. to change the subject slightly, how's um, Ronald Koeman's Twitter feed at the moment? It's, look, it's, look, it's great. Yeah. So it's, it's just lovely. They were out in... Um, were they out in the Middle East? In the Middle East? Yeah. Were they in the Middle East? I know a few sides have. I, I just there was a picture and it looked quite sunny and he, he seemed quite pleased with himself. That's essentially the 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 key to. There, there was a nice thing on online that people spotted where um, Kuman tweeted about him and his backroom staff going out for a number of drinks. Mm. I think it might have been in the mid season a, a, a break or something. And then they had, a, a, I guess, a training game the next day. Mm-hmm. And the photo afterwards was all of them looking quite worse for wear in sunglasses. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That was quite. Yeah, that was very recent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no, do get on uh, Kuman's uh, Twitter. It's your, it's your like lovely thing. It's your number one must follow, isn't it's it? It's just lovely. It is. It's just lovely. Is it the only thing you follow? Uh, <laughs> I would love it if it was. It, well, him and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, is on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I really want Kuman to go to Barcelona at one stage. Just give you that little bit more insight that you don't get. Yeah, not Luis Enrique's not tweeting away. No, he's not. Luis I don't know if Barcelona are going to look at that um, as a you know one of the requirements to have him take over. Though Cumin will have that in his contract. Yeah, but no, I'm, no I'm, Twitter, no Cumin. <laughs> Imagine he sang that the whole interview. 
Um, I think uh, Luis Enrique, and I might be wrong, I'm not across this as summer. As summer. I think Luis Enrique is a man who, who takes life quite seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think of um, Guardiola, it's certainly that as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, wonder if Ronald's a bit too frivolous for the Barcelona uh, decision makers. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he is frivolous. I think it's more that sort of Dutch confidence that yeah, so many okay. of those guys have. Mm. Yeah. Dutch are you, are you grinning? Yeah. <laughs> Just, still sounds dirty, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He was brimming with Dutch confidence. <laughs> he was overspilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Dutch confidence everywhere. Mm. Now, uh, yes. Uh, now, Ross Barkley said the current crop of uh, midfielders at Everton are the best he's played with. I mean, he hasn't been at the club too long. Well, he's just quite a young man, but yeah. he's been there a few years. Well, well he's, not, he's still only twenty-three. Ross Barkley, isn't he? So. Well, not only that. I mean, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of them. There so is. So by definition, some yeah. of them are going to need to be good. <laughs> but I think that's that's slightly the point he was saying. The amount of combinations they've got in that midfield, mm. a little bit of steel um, with, with, with a couple of players there. Yeah. They've got some creativity. They do have a nice balance, and Kuman seems to be working out. Now, yeah. it, it's it's a shame for Everton that, that Kuman is being linked away from the club because uh, they started a little bit slow and they're, 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 they're really getting into their groove under Koeman now they're, they're, they're one of the no they started well and they had like a really big oh, slump was that it? Sorry. they okay. started well they, they flew out of the, out of the block Sorry. they had a big slump and now they're back again I don't think they've lost in eight games or something now they're doing very mm. well again they, mm. but they have been a bit up and down you're right but you, but you would imagine that if he, if he stayed on for next season now you know he hasn't gone to Barcelona there's obviously a bit of speculation that doesn't mean to say he's going to go but if he stayed there if he had a summer Few quid in the transfer, um, you know. Give him a give him a battle box. Buy some more they, midfield players. They're probably yeah. not, <laughs> just a big midfield. They've probably, probably not got a war chest, so a battle box. Okay, should. Uh, well, there's, no, there's, there's new fund in there stuff. You know what? Well, yeah. okay, he's, been, he's been treated to one or two little little sweeties, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he can afford a war chest. Yeah. Get him set up in a two-seven-one formation. Yeah, and pack yeah. that midfield. I'd like to see him play. Um, a goalkeeper, yep. nine midfield players, <laughs> and, and, him, and, him, no, and himself a sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> he can still hit a pen. Tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> GoPro on his head, tweeting it. Mm. Tweeting the, the photos from the game. But if he did stay, now, it, you know, I know a lot of the other clubs have got quite a bit of quality in managers and so on, but next season, you know, it wouldn't be outrageous to think if they carried on in this trajectory that they could try and even, dare I suggest, battle for, say, fourth or fifth spot. Well, they can, yeah, they can absolutely try and put themselves in the conversation. That has to be the trajectory that they're looking at. And I think, mm. you know, Cummins managed this so well, isn't he? It's, it's telling that Barkley talks about how, because there are so many different midfield options, it means quite often he will play a slightly different role, even if within the same actual position mm. at times. And that's clearly going to help him grow as a midfielder. And if you've got a big midfielder, if you've got a lot of midfielders that you like at your disposal and every manager would want that, that's a smart way to manage it, isn't it? Because you, you're improving every player, but just by finding what those little combinations are mm-hmm. and seeing what clicks when and what situations you can use that in and you're right he's obviously doing a very good job and this is a great game for them to sort of show how far they've come because they're effectively playing against the team that they used to be <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's almost certainly why they're going to be beaten 1-0 <laughs> and they'll get a draw yeah Baines with the last minute penalty yeah it's only David Moyes' um, second return to Goodison isn't it right so, okay. yeah that's um that's that's going to well, be interesting. I mean, look, Everton are in good form. Sunderland most certainly are not. But if you fancy um, Sunderland to upset the toffee cart, they're thirteen to two to beat Everton at the weekend, and ten pound will return seventy five pound, including steak. Toffee wow. apple cart. Surely. Toffee. I should, I should. I've missed an opportunity there, haven't yeah. I? That's all right. That's all right. all right. I'll do that next time. Give it a couple of weeks. People will have forgotten about yeah. that. I'll do it again. Yeah, that's maybe fine. Moyes will be a, a black cat among the toffees. I don't yeah, know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, that does that doesn't work at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bit like you. <laughs> 
but uh, remember Jim's one there, ladies and gentlemen. When yeah, if you back. do take anything away from that particular little passage, <laughs> do try and make it uh, Jim's contribution there. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was heard. Yeah. <laughs> no need to tweet. All uh, we do is come here twice a week to let our opinions be heard. <laughs> uh, imagine the stuff that gets uh, edited out. Mm. Um, not much stuff gets edited out, as you can tell. Um, Spurs are at home to Stoke. Will Mark Hughes get his hand shook at White Hart Lane? That is the big question on Stoke on Trent. How, if you're Pochettino, mm. put yourself into the mind of a successful man. I'll mm-hmm. do the same. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Uh, uh, <laughs> how are you approaching this handshake situation? I'd look away. That's um, that's that's gonna that's gonna fan the flames. Oh, that's what you want, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Because he's gonna be Spurs wound up. He's yeah. not gonna give a very good team talk. Exactly. Do you know what, do you know what I'd do? I think you're right. I think Spells is on something here. What I'd do is I would I would go, give a lettuce leaf look away, horrible <laughs> handshake at the start. And at the end, when my team's won, give him a proper man's handshake. Yep, yeah. No. Fist Just to bump. show him that I can do it. Fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah. yeah. Make him shake the fist. Yeah. Because he would. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know whether he would sort of look at that with disdain and no. not engage with it, or just not know what it was. I think he'd think, "I'll oh, shake the fist," because I, I guess technically that's a hand. I yeah. think he'd give the fist. He'd give the fist a little slap. When's yeah. dare, I, dare I say he would spank the fist? Maybe he punched it. <laughs> Two, two men punching each other's fists would have been an incredibly aggressive thing, yeah. and I can see him in that situation. Yeah. He'd thrive. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd need a lot of Dutch confidence to to <laughs> to, to, to fist pump Mark Hughes. Agree. <laughs> um, but who knows? We, we, we look forward to seeing uh, what happens there. Uh, Vertonghen said this week that Spurs have a big enough and strong enough score to compete on all three fronts for the rest of the season. The Europa, if they go through, of course, at the time of recording... Uh, that game's not been played. The FA Cup and the Premier League. You say the Premier League's probably gone, but you can still the, the the difference between finishing second and even third, but especially fourth, or obviously outside the top four, is huge. So mm-hmm. so they've got a lot to play. Sorry, for Sorry, what there. other eventualities do they have there? <laughs> so uh, they could drop down to uh, <laughs> you don't know do you? seventeen. No, no, I don't know. Um, speak, speak, picking up on the Vertonghen thing, I really enjoyed an interview I saw uh, the other. I think it might have even been today, this morning, uh, mm, with yeah. Carl Walker, mm. who dispelled a few of the sort of Pochettino trained his players really hard myths. Said that. This stage of the season, they've adapted quite a bit. They're not training nearly as hard as they were before. And he said they feel he still feels really fresh ahead of the, mm. the, the running. And you know, one thing that's worth remembering: starting with this game against Stoke, Spurs have got a lot of winnable games between now and yeah. the end of the season. They, I think going to Burnley is as tough as it gets for them ahead of the North London derby at the end of April. They, we've talked on this show on more than one occasion about how we think that Chelsea are going to win the league. I still do think that, mm. but. If you look at Spurs' fixtures, there's no reason they still can't be in the conversation quite more late on. Yeah, I think so. And you know, they're playing, and they've sold out Wembley for tonight's game as well, which is which is a big achievement. And there obviously seems to be a bit of a lack of atmosphere there, and and it's difficult um, generally to. to uh, we we all know we've all been there to to, to get a good atmosphere at Wembley, uh, and Spurs are going to be playing there. I think as things stand for all their home games next season, which yeah. will be um, which will possibly be a bit of a challenge for them. But in terms of the rest of the season, it's a shame they've let Chelsea get away as much as they it have. I, I know obviously they don't set out to do that, but it's a shame because I think if it be if the gap had been a slightly smaller, say you know five points or whatever, it would have been a really really interesting end of the season. Especially if they beat Chelsea as well. You know, not that long ago, you Indeed. know they can they yeah. can match Chelsea, uh, but Pochettino's been slightly concerned about lacklustre performances in in recent weeks for Spurs. Well, I think they had two, didn't they? They had two fairly fairly they lost poor to ones. Liverpool, of yeah, course. the Liverpool yeah. and the, and the Ghent. I think one. it goes back a little bit further. I mean, you could even go all the way back to to Wickham in the cup. You know, wasn't wasn't too good. Obviously, it's a, a slightly different game. But yeah, well, they, they dominated Fulham though, didn't they? <laughs> they I think. Well, Fulham has been the bright spark. That in was their, a real back, get back on the horse performance. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And to be fair to them, they're good at that. They are good at sort of, um, you know, looking like they may be a little bit fatigued and a little bit legged and then thumping someone. So, you know... You, you... Is that they're called the Hulk Hogan? <laughs> yeah, very much <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. I'd like to see them rip, rip their shirts off. <laughs> yeah, I, but Spurs, they, they, I mean, they have had. That Fulham result was them, as you say, um, 
Luke getting back on the wagon. It was just the fact that I mean, Fulham aren't as good as some of the teams in the Premier League, obviously. Um, although they're, they're not terrible, Spurs all over the pitch and for the, for the duration of the game. As you said, I think on Monday, you kind of said, you know, we were outclassed. Whatever he said, we're outclassed. Yeah, we, the they, they dominated, yeah. But That's I mean, right. it wasn't that long ago Spurs drew away to Sunderland, I think it was. You know, they've had, not a, they've had a bit of a poor start to 2017, relatively speaking, which is why Chelsea have uh, galloped away in first place. But hopefully, you know, for, for their sakes, they can... They can start to, to put that right, although Mark Hughes won't want that to happen. Mm, We're gonna, sorry, Jim. I was just going to say, they've, they've won 4-0, haven't they? The last two times they've played Stoke in the league. So. I mean, Stoke right. a bit better since then. Right, I didn't know that. Mm. that. That sounds about right, but I wasn't sure. You're going to go for 4-0 this time, Jim. Go on, make <laughs> a prediction. <laughs> Don't, uh, no. don't ever make a position on this show. Don't ever <laughs> do it. Uh, we're going to talk more Premier League and the League Cup after this. Watch out now, it's getting too hot to handle. The screen's coming even falls around. Welcome back to the preview show, everybody. Leicester City, champion Europe's Leicester City, <laughs> are hosting uh, Liverpool. Um, Claudio Ranieri said before the Sevilla match, something inside could change. We need one match like this. Did they get it? Because some of the pundits suggested that, Jim, you're shaking your head. Some of the pundits after that game rightly said that Leicester actually, especially considering the circumstances, have got away with a pretty decent result. They're only a 2-1 loss away in Sevilla. But you're not convinced, Mr Campbell. Well, if you look at the scoreline, it's it's not the end of the world, is it? It's 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 not good to come back with an away goal. And um, Ranieri said that that was was the minimum he wanted from the tie. So they got that. They are still in it. But if you'd... If you'd not watched the game and you read the reports afterwards, you'd, you'd get the impression that they were outplayed and outclassed in the first half, which would be absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of powerfully rallied to get something back in the second and it, and it showed a bit of fight and shows that actually maybe they won't be dead and buried in the second leg. But I don't think that's how it played out at all. No, they, they had a good moment mm. and Sevilla just... Sevilla weren't clinical enough in, in finishing in mm. finishing it off. They could have put that tie to bed. But Le- I, I just don't think Leicester showed very much and it's been reported as if they did. Yeah, Leicester, Leicester rode their luck. Yeah. And Severe, as you say, uh, lacked a little bit of cutting edge. They should have won the game probably 3 or 4-1. And Kasper Schmeichel was yeah, pretty good in he goal. He was fantastic. He really was great. And uh, it looked, it, it was strange because that Leicester goal came out of nowhere. And a beautiful setup and a and, and nice finish as well. And it looked like, the, you know, Leicester of last season. Yeah, uh, and drink water to Vardy. Yeah, and I think I think people thought, Oh, that, there you go. That, they, they couldn't remember that they they can do this. But then, actually, as you say, when you break the whole game down, I mean, Hooth and Morgan looked like the penalty that Morgan <sighs> gave away was just so amateurish. Yeah, yeah I mean, even even Hooth's attempt to get the ball first, it was embarrassing all round. Yeah, I, I was <clears> going <throat> to say, like, it, it was bordering on quite embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I'm also getting pretty tired of hearing from pundits. Is this is this the platform they can build on? It's mm. like, listen. How many times have we heard them say that? We heard it when, when they, they beat, beat Man City. They beat Man City 4-2 in December. We heard it on New Year's Eve when they beat West Ham. Oh, this is going to kick them on. This not happened. And, and, yeah. and they've lost this game. Fine. The scoreline, I agree with Jim, actually. I think everything you said was absolutely correct. The scoreline clearly could have been an awful lot worse. It isn't. But, I mean, there's not really anything to build on there other than the fact that they put one move together in 90 minutes and were able to mm. score. And I guess it's positive, obviously, that Barley got a much near goal because his first goal for like 10 games or something. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's not really any takeaways there. No. I, I mean, the Leicester City fans were incredible. They looked, they looked like they were having a good time and, 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 and as well they should. I mean, you'd always want to be enjoying that when, when your team are in Europe and it's not, not an everyday thing. Uh, other than that, I, I, I don't really see an awful lot there to be yeah, excited just, about. Just that they're still in it. That's the bare minimum, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, it could, they could, you know, step things up and have an incredible mm-hmm. night um, at the King Power and maybe do it. And, and but it'd be Jim, great if they could, but I just don't think that they will. But on that, 
We know, we know, based on, uh, we know it anyway, based as well on what you guys have just said there, um, Leicester are going to concede against Sevilla yeah. in the next Leicester. And Sevilla are really good away from home. So what does that mean? That means that Leicester need to score a hat full of goals mm. and they've not looked like doing well, that quite. at all. So there's, I mean, I, I am not positive or, or encouraged by, by the prospect of them staying in this competition. You can't see a 1-0 Leicester. No. And you can't see a 3-1 Leicester. No. no. I'm no. sort of annoyed by them at this point. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of want Liverpool to smash them it's, over the weekend just I'm, to... I'm hugely surprised you've got sort of an amount of noise left over from being your full, a full-time Arsenal fan. I mean, yeah, well, I'm sure you haven't got much to spare. Deflecting it elsewhere. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, sharing it around. Maybe, sharing it maybe they'll do a Man City and score five at home. But Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool are good. Liverpool, That's how you do it, indeed. Yeah, they, Liverpool are good for for the occasional poor performance. So you know, it's not beyond yeah. the realms of possibility Leicester could win this game. And if you think they are going to win it, they're nine to two with bet three six five to win. Uh, Ten pound will give you a fifty five pound, including your stake. But did I hear someone say Man City? You did. Wow. <laughs> Phenomenal. One of the great Champions League games. You know what? City, City have needed a game like that in Europe because they've had a strange relationship with the Champions League, haven't they? You get the impression, and, and this has been widely reported yeah, as but well. Yeah, they had but a they game don't... like that against PSG last season. Yeah, but I think they, what they need is to build this history and have these nights. That was what they were struggling with at first. Like mm. they didn't seem like they didn't almost feel comfortable there, and in, in terms of the well, atmosphere in the stadium, it was a bit strange as well. But you got you, you got to have these nights to remember and build these do. stories and create that legacy. And they, the, the, that was absolutely one of them. Yeah, one of the I, finest games we've seen in the Champions. In a long time. It was magnificent. They've beaten Barcelona at home this season as well, so that that adds to that. Uh, yeah, they got um, past PSG last year, and they and they um, were narrowly lost out to Real Madrid in the semis, didn't they? So yeah, I mean, it was. They're starting. Sorry, I was just going to say they're starting to build a a catalogue of performances in this competition that their fans can really hang their hat on the car. Yeah. I love. They start to as Jim said to grow into the competition, if you like. But that game is great because when Monaco went three two up, you thought, "Blimey, yeah." You know, this if Monaco win this, say four two or something. I mean, it's not over because of Man City's uh, players. But we talked up Monaco as a lot of people have done, rightly so. You know, scoring tons of goals this season and that foul cow goal oh, the, the, was that the, beautiful just seeing back to his best that was it, as good as any he scored for um, Atletico absolutely right it was it was so unnecessary that's it, why it was so good he could have because I thought to myself was he slightly off balance and the dink made sense you know in yeah. the circumstances no he could have just like curled that into the corner or something it was a stunning finish it mm. really was uh, but Man City's uh, response was superb I mean yes they looked frail at the back and Stones had his uh, criticisms okay scored but Ultimately, his performance wasn't great, but it was. It, Man City will be pleased to see Aguero getting on the score sheet. That volume yeah. was quite a nice. Oh, one it was as well. brilliant, wasn't it? He anticipated it for what seemed like hours before it actually yeah. got to his boot. <laughs> he left the keeper with no chance. Falcao was able to sort of scale these enormous heights and then essentially hit the basement low of that penalty as well. Mm. His, his career is obviously never, never a dull one, really. No, uh, he, he did everything in, on one side to be so good, and on the other side, that just showed what he's capable of when he's not at the races. I, it, it makes me. Um, so frustrated when I see people taking penalties like that. Mm. You know, all the odds are in your favour. You know, it's a big game. It's a knockout football. You're in knockout football now. There's no time to be mucking around mm. with that stuff. I don't want to sound like an old man, like Uncle Albert from Only Falls Norses, but put the penalty away. You've shown what you... I mean, I think it was later in the game when he showed what he was capable of with that chip. We, there are plenty of times to be able to do that. The penalty is, is, is something your team have been awarded and have won, which gives you a great advantage. That's the whole point of a mm. penalty. Don't throw it away. Don't give mm. the goalkeeper an opportunity. It really frustrated me that. But I, I, it was one of the great Champions League games. Though. It was full of instant. Yeah. You could not take your eyes off Severe it. Severe missed the penalty as well. Yeah. yeah, indeed, yeah. The second leg is so brilliantly poised in this. Because, you know, with Monaco scoring as many goals as they do and still managing to get three away from home, mm. it just, you know, obviously City are massively in the driving seat, but it's, it's all set up for it to be a really good second leg as well. Absolutely. Mm, indeed, yeah. Um, but back to Leicester, though, against um, Liverpool. Liverpool, 
one win for them in, in the in the league this calendar year, which was obviously against Spurs. You know they've not been brilliant, but but that that game against Spurs was a much more positive mm. result. Man, uh, Sane's back, of course. Uh, Lucas, Mane. Uh, sorry, Mane, of course. Yeah, we've got Man City on the mind. Yeah. Um, uh, Lucas and Lovren are doubts for this uh, game, but. You look at the Liverpool back line, but you think it probably won't be tested that much by Leicester. Well, this is it, isn't it? You feel like that you could put anyone out against Leicester and they will mentally crumble. But I think Leicester should be using this as an opportunity. I mean, because Leicester have shown when they won the title last year, they showed that they can sit there and they can soak it up and they mm-hmm. can hit teams on the break. That is the perfect way to play against this Liverpool team. Mm-hmm. We've seen teams from League Two play well in that way against mm-hmm. Liverpool. So if they can do it, there's no reason Leicester can't do it. Um, if they show anything like this, this sort of form they showed up, uh, uh, by and large, for the entirety of last season. So there's an opportunity for Leicester there as well. They shouldn't be, um, they shouldn't cower away from this and they shouldn't see it as anything other than an opportunity, really. Is there an argument, though, that Leicester seem to have forgotten how to do that? Oh, of course there is. But there's not, that's, that's happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying this is an opportunity to, to, this is, to re-establish yeah, that. Yeah, no, but to, what I mean is, like, I think, you know, are they, are they confident enough to do that? Because they, they simply don't look up to I it. I don't think they're confident enough to do their shoes up at the moment. But, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> if they've got to play, they've got to fill the fixtures. <laughs> they certainly do. Uh, should we go to the League Cup final? Yes. Let's. Oh, it's Manchester United versus Southampton. The first chance of silverware this season, mm. people. Come on. Um, if, if Southampton can win this, it'll be their first major trophy since uh, 1976. Hmm. 1976. Which is the only major trophy they've ever won. That's right, isn't it? They were a second division team at the, side, at the time as well. Beat Manchester United in the final. Laurie McMenemy was the manager, I believe. Because there's only one side on the South Coast that's ever won their England's top flight, Luke. That's right, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. The Portsmouth Pompey Boys. More than one as well. As they're known. Yeah. <laughs> That's their full name, actually. The Portsmouth Pompey the, Boys. The Mag- Is that the name of the firm? The Portsmouth, <laughs> the Portsmouth Pompey Boys FC. The Magnificent Pompey Boys. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, it, yeah the, the Southampton. Um, the, I mean, they did win the Football League trophy in 2010. I remember that. They battered Carlisle. They, they were falling up after about an hour. That's right, yeah. yeah. The, the, the team boasted Adam Lalana, Ricky Lambert. Um, and uh, Mikel Antonio, didn't Mikel they? Mikel Antonio, Jose yeah. Font. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You These know, players go up with the with the levels and, and find that they're, they're able to perform. That's right. Well, Adam Lallana's just signed a new deal at Liverpool. Yeah, right an underrated so. late bloomer. Well, Adam Lallana was a player that I I probably infamously within the confines of these four walls said that I wasn't sure how long he would last on the clock, but mm. he's certainly proven me wrong. He has. and that's the real quiz. He um, was um, England's Player of the Year as well, wasn't he this year? Mm. But all, 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 there, there is a part of me there. Yeah. I don't want to have a dig at the guy, but there's a part of me that thinks makes me sad how far we done fell, <laughs> Adam Lallana. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but he's played well for he has played yeah, well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. In among uh, bad circumstances, mm. but still. Um, we should also say that Southampton, when they won that uh, trophy, Pards was the manager. Big Pards. Of course he was. He was at the Sutton game as well, wasn't he? Again? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Um, That's right. So, yeah, this game um, is an interesting one, isn't it? Because United have played a lot recently, but Southampton have had 15 days since their last game, or they will have when uh, when, when the final happens. Mm-hmm. That, that's a long time to pre- prepare for one game, isn't it? There's a lot of eventualities that you plan for. And what I found interesting is Mourinho has said, I think it's Carrick and uh, Carrick and Mkhitaryan are doubts. They had slight doubts. So Mkhitaryan limped off in the, against Southampton, yeah, didn't but they? but apparently yeah. it's not a particularly bad injury. So he said right. um, it could be that Fellaini and, and Schweinsteiger play. And I wonder, if it, is he just saying that to sort of upset Southampton's plans? Oh, it might be, yeah. I, I mean, he's absolutely, I wouldn't be surprised. But then the managers do that quite a lot. They do, yeah. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't listen to what Mourinho's got to say. And one thing I would say about Mourinho, there was that brilliant press conference he had before the Barcelona game when they played Chelsea, I think. It might, might have been the first game he played against Barcelona as, as Chelsea manager um, at a new camp. I think they lost 2-1 and then maybe they beat them 3-1 at home. I can forgive the details. But um, in the press conference ahead of the game, he said... 
I know how Barcelona will line up. This is how oh, they line up. Oh, you named the team. Yeah, you named the whole yeah. team. I don't that, think. I don't think it right, wasn't that hard to call in the sense that no, they had a pretty good. But rightly or wrongly, Mark, I don't know if Jose Mourinho sees Southampton as quite as much of a danger. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, true enough, true enough. You'd mm. imagine he'll do his homework, though. Mm. Uh, but uh, but the, we spoke about the importance of getting trophies yeah, into the into the cabinet um, Absolutely. For, I mean, look, for new managers. Pochettino, we talked about the FA Cup. Yeah. Manchester United, under Mourinho, he will be gagging to win this. To make no, make, no, no mistake I, I, I think that. he really, really badly wants to win this, and I think he really badly wants to win the Europa League as well. Oh, clearly with the Europa League. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. You know, we, we devalue the Europa League because it's a bit of a strange setup and, and, and teams, it's a long old slog uh, and, and perhaps the, the revamp of the competition has not been to everybody's tastes yeah. it's quite clear because of the criticism it's got but it's a European trophy back in the day if you won the UEFA Champions Cup, League qualification my friend Champions League qualification yeah. as well if you won the UEFA Cup and you won the Cup Winners Cup everybody loved those trophies and, mm. and, and, and it was very much lauded up if you won it the same with the Europa League because when it comes to the final itself the lights are on the music's playing it's a European final yeah. and it's a great trophy to win and I think United have got a reasonable chance. I really do. I, I think, um, you know, if you look at the sides that are left in mm-hmm. it, uh, I know we were talking about the, the League Cup, but I, I don't like talking about Southampton, so I was talking about the Europa League. Um, <laughs> um, you know, if you look at the well, teams... Well, they were in that. You look at, yeah, well, <laughs> were. You look, at the, uh, you look at the teams... So at Portsmouth, by the way. What a night that was against Milan at Fratton Park. Shut up. All right. I'll just go back to the Man United thing. Um, if you look at the sides that are still in there, Leon are a good side in their day. They mm-hmm. beat, they beat mm-hmm. Monaco uh, in Monaco, I think, fairly recently, and, and they're all but through against uh, Arsenal Altma. Fiorentina look a little bit hit and miss. Although they've beaten Juventus this season, but they, they look a little bit average, I would say. Um, Roma? Yeah, th- Roma are good. Ro- Roma are probably the bit. I would say Roma are the biggest danger, I would say. What, um, and Spurs, if they can get through. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the three sorry, sides. I'm talking about the size that are dangerous to the English teams more generally. Oh, okay, we right, we know yeah, all about yeah. Spurs, but yeah, if you look yeah. at the players, Roma have got Dzeko and Perotti and uh, mm-hmm. Mo Salah, ex Chelsea yep. and Fiorentina. Uh, even uh, Fazio, who, who play for Spurs, he's having a good season mm-hmm. at uh, Roma. And they've got Nangalan as well, of course, who's, who's a great player. So they, they're a real danger. And, and, um, and yeah, you could argue Spurs were probably a bit unlucky against Dortmund last year. It came quite early in their, mm-hmm. um, in their sort of development, I suppose. They were, mm-hmm. were beaten, well beaten. I don't mean unlucky in terms of the game, but to draw them quite early in the competition, yeah. I mean. And, but it's. it's I agree with you, Mark. I think it's a fascinating competition. I think Mourinho wants it badly. I think it, it will take. They'll take some beating as well. Wasn't it the first thing he won at Chelsea? I think did he win it? In the his league, first that was season? the League Cup. The League Cup. I'm yeah, that, that's what it. I mean. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought we were going back to the League yeah. Cup. But um, if we can do that, um, Southampton haven't actually conceded a goal in the competition, Isn't and they, they've beaten Arsenal and Liverpool on the way as well. So you know they're, they're on a good run. Have they peaked too early, Jim? <laughs> the grin suggests your grin suggests that you hope they have. Do you know what my grin says? Man United to win this one on penalties. It's, really? It's 12 to 1 with Bet365. The yeah. £10 will deliver you back £130, including your stake. And I've kept pretty quiet up till now. <laughs> Have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> they could do it. They could do a trophy treble, Manchester United. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they, they could obviously, um, uh, you know, Chelsea are standing in their way in, in the FA Cup. they got a Cup. tough time in the FA Cup. Mm. They do. But Mourinho will think to himself, right, hang on a minute. We're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. We're, we, you know, we're pushing on in the Europa League. We're in the final of the League Cup. Surely. He will be thinking to himself, "I want at least one trophy this season." Yeah. You get at least one trophy, and you're away. And, and, the, and, fa- and, the, and the feel of the club suddenly begins to think, "Hang on, the glory days could come back." To yeah, and, and, and that's and that's right. But I think Mourinho's probably. He strikes me as being a bit frustrated about the Premier League. I mean, they've had such a good run. No team has, has lost fewer games than them this season. Mm. I mean, they've lost three along with Spurs and Chelsea. Took their time to get going, but, but they're, they're, still, they're away they're, now. They're still sick. I know they're only two points off third and mm. all that, but the, the, the run they've had to go on just to maintain their league position yep. um, really has been some some run. I mean, and, and it's, yeah. it's hard. You could you could look at it two ways. You could think, well, 
okay, that's winning is a habit and they're going to carry on with that form. Mourinho's a good manager, they're a big club, they're going to carry on. Or you're going to think, well, it's not going to last. At some point, they're going to have a bit of a wobble and then they're going to fall away again because they've stayed in the same position for such a long time. Mm. They're closer in terms of points, but that doesn't mean anything come the end of the season. If you're still sick, you're still sick. So that's part of the reason I think that he wants the Europa League so badly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's another reason, yeah. Um, I was uh, reading a very interesting article by uh, our friend Jonathan Wilson oh, yeah, yeah. Um, about Wayne Rooney leaving the club. And, mm. he, and he said... That actually, Mourinho, you know, because Rooney's the suggestions that he may leave because he's not playing much first team football. And he said, you know, Rooney started a few games at the start of the season, hasn't started much recently. And Mourinho, had he have had Mkhitaryan in uh, the form that he's in now and settled, because I think he took a bit of a, t- a bit of time to settle, you know, new culture, yeah. new country, and all that kind of stuff. Perfectly understandable. Um, Manchester United might have been a little bit, might be a bit higher in the league, might have had a mm. few more points on the board. And he said, if Mourinho's come in and just faded out Rooney very gently, it might be kind of a, a masterstroke, if mm. you like, because he's not upsetting anybody that we yeah. know. He's not, well, certainly not overtly. It takes a big manager to better do that, big name. Yes. Um, we talked about it, I think, a number of years ago in the context of um, Kenny Dalglish perhaps phasing out Stephen Gerrard at Liverpool, which mm-hmm. I don't think, obviously really happened but um, they've they managed it pretty well I think I think mm-hmm. they, they've talked a bit about Rooney having niggling injuries here and there and it's been managed very carefully I think I'm a bit sort of in two minds about, about him going to China I mean that's been the link hasn't it he's going to go out there in the summer or whatever and I, I sort of yeah. obviously no one wants to stand in the way of someone else making a, making a pound note and all that sort of thing it's a short <laughs> career and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can sort of understand it from that point of view because the money being offered will be huge but then Seems to be quite a homebody type guy. He's got a he family. Does, yeah. but he won't want to uproot his children, and even worse, go and live there without them and stuff. So it's a big decision for him to make. Um, but the, the, the problem is that there's no really other option that's going to match him in terms of wage. I, I don't mm. even think MLS would match him in wage. Would he? Would he have to take a pay cut though? Because as you say, like it's. I mean, not to go to China. N- no, but I mean to not go to China. That's what I mean. <laughs> Maybe he can. Pay no, but no. What, to, what I'm saying. Imagine if you took a pay cut to go to China. What I'm saying is. It, I don't think he would want to go to China. That's that's where I'm starting. I appreciate I didn't actually say that. (laughs) (laughs) So fair enough. But, you know, he would have made a lot of money from, you know, from endorsements and things like that. But his contract is contract, isn't it? And we we talked a bit about how he's he's earning the money he's earned. I don't know this for a fact, but I, I would heartily suggest that his image rights and all his endorsement deals have been tied up with Man United mm-hmm. and it's probably quite a complicated move for him to move to another club yeah. especially another club in the Premier League so I think that's probably how so I, I don't think I, I'm fairly certain I, I don't know where his contract runs to but I'm fairly certain he can earn the money he can earn until the end of his contract now but you look at you look at Rooney and you think like where's going where's he going to go who's going to have him it's not going to be anyone competing for the Premier League here like I, I honestly like <clears throat> You could see him somewhere like Celtic if he was willing to take a pay cut because he, he, I don't think he will want to leave like, I know the what you UK. Mean. I know what like, you mean, yeah. Well, he's not going to go to Tianjin uh, Wangjian in China. Um, they did make a little bit of approach for him, but Fabio Cannavaro, who's the manager, said they didn't uh, pursue it because he doesn't suit their style of play. <laughs> Digs from all over the world. China? <laughs> that would be me done. I'm not, I'm not coming now. <laughs> I love that. He's ruined it for everyone. Yeah. So th- this just Chinese side... I'm guessing that you're with me on this, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't heard of them. No. All right? So it's not like Wangzhou Evergrande or, you know, the, one of the... the uh, Shanghai, Shanghai Yeah, and yeah. all them. 
Um, this is a Chinese side that perhaps most of us haven't heard of, and they're saying Rooney doesn't suit our playing style. I'm pretty sure you'd accommodate yeah, him. Yeah, can I also say um, a lot was made of the fact that Paul Stretford's gone out to Beijing, obviously where Rooney's mm. agent, as that's some sort of significant factor. Mm. And as we sit there thinking, oh yeah, Paul Stretford's not the sort of guy to get a free trip to China for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'll come out and talk to yeah. you. Oh, that was, he's done a knees up with Pete. Yeah, exactly. That, that yeah. was the best news of the day for me. I thought, oh, he's not in the country. <laughs> I know that doesn't affect me in any way, but I like it. It yeah. just gives me a little lift. Um, so yes, Manchester United uh, against Southampton in the League Cup final. Will we see Wayne Rooney? It my, remains to be seen. My strong preference, again, to reiterate, would be Manchester United to win on penalties. That would be my strong preference if, if the football gods are listening. Jim, you, like me, you'd fancy Southampton? Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. yeah. First trophy since 1976. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be nice. It would be nice. Mm. And again, Luke, I, I'm sure you're with us here, looking at the bigger picture, certainly in geographical sense. It would be nice for the South Coast to bring back a major trophy again. And it would be nice for you guys to do a ramble on Monday without me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What's our bet of the week then, old sport? Well, um, we've got a new man in the hot seat. Uh, Ed Gibson stepped up. Oh, so, hello to you, Ed. Um, and I'm going to read his email out uh, for the bet of the week. He says, Afternoon Ramblers, my bet of the week has to be Tottenham to beat Stoke on Sunday and therefore to be over two and a half goals. Um, bet 365 have it at 10 to 11. The main reason? Stoke's diabolical but entertaining form against the current top five this season, which reads as follows. Stoke 1, Man City 4. Stoke 0, Tottenham 4. Arsenal 3, Stoke 1, Liverpool 4, Stoke 1, Chelsea 4, Stoke 2. That <laughs> allies to the fact that Spurs are quite goalsy, in quotes, and quite winny. Uh, they've won their last 10 home games in a row in all competitions. There have been 36 goals scored in those games, making an average of 3.6 goals per game. He's done the maths. Yeah, he's, he's shown his working. So, so do the right thing and pick this as better the week, if not for me, then for charity. We've done it. Ed, you're in the, you're in the hot seat. Uh, and he finishes off by saying, oh, and I once saw Pete in a pub in Finsbury Park. He was wearing a very nifty suit and was amorous with all who crossed his path <laughs> that's obviously unrelated but I felt it worth mentioning cheers yeah. Ed absolutely worth do mentioning do report that behaviour yeah. that's because um, he always refers to women as love doesn't he exactly well, hello every, my love everyone has yeah. love <laughs> um, so to sum up £50 at 10 to 11 with better 365 will return £95.45 including stake with all proceeds going to the excellent Prostate Cancer UK you must be over the age of, age of 18 to gamble and, and, and gamble responsibly for more information go to begamblerware.org um, so yeah, that's our bet of the week, and let's let's root for Ed and for and for everyone else. Right, let's now look ahead to the weekend, gentlemen. Yeah, let's do that. Um, what have we got here? Uh, Jack Stewart says I'm looking forward to Anton Deck's Saturday night takeaway coming back. So fair enough. I don't I know. know. I've been away. <laughs> um, what have we got here? London Craig. I'm going to be listening to your audiobook on a flight to Thailand. Hashtag travel. Good man, no, uh, Craig. Um, what have we got? Oh, Joe Flass. He says the EFL final. Uh, the biggest Sunday in Southampton since the end of Craig David's famous week. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I uh, like that a lot. He chilled on Sunday, didn't he? He's yeah, the yeah. Uh, um, and I'll finish off with an email from Alistair Dinnywell, uh, the excellently named Alistair Dinnywell. He says, I'm looking forward to the top of the table thigh rubber between Cleethorpe's Town and Pickering Town. Despite an unbeaten run of 16 league games and the away record of play 13, 112, drawn 1, the Pikes are still two points behind Cleethorpe's going into Saturday's game. Annoyingly, Cleethorpe's home record is even more impressive. It played 15, 114, drawn 1. Genuinely can't tell which way it will go. As Luke pointed out last week, it's a grand old club, and if you want some uh, more or questionably interesting facts. Um, Pickering have a long-standing sponsorship deal with former Ramble argument Flamingo Land. Ooh. Ah. Um, former Everton and Blackburn defender Craig Short used to play for them in 86-87. Mm-hmm. Simon Grayson's dad played for them and once scored 11 goals in one game. Blimey. And Bobby <laughs> Robson was guest of honour at the 1988 Centenary Dinner. Now you're Story. talking, yeah. 
Any mm. one of those could be made up, and I've not checked. <laughs> so we'll take it on well, face value. Shame on him if they are. Well, men, men called Alistair don't tend to be liars, so I've given him the benefit of the doubt. Alistair there. Campbell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's spelt differently. It's spelt differently. Right. Yeah, spelt differently. So that, that's what we got for the uh, looking forward to the weekend. What are you guys looking forward to? Mark Clattenburg. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, it's been confirmed he will carry on refereeing in uh, the Premier League until the end of the season. Apparently, he'll be in charge of West Brom versus Bournemouth this weekend. Mm. So, so we will have some sort of send off. A finale. It's a send off tour from now on Jim yeah we're all we're all sort of and not just on this show but I guess the sort of football media at large if you want to call them that are all sort of being quite sneery about Mark Clatterberg all laughing about it but at the same time sort of acknowledging that he is probably the best ref in the Premier League yeah. and mm-hmm. we're genuinely worse off without him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right exactly Oh, dear me. Any more for any more? Nope. All good. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Everybody, enjoy those footballs this weekend. We will be back at the start of the week, of course, and we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.